0: Hello Aston Villa fans, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGraw podcast, and as a, what seems to be a fire alarm is going off, it stopped, <laughs> so just in case you see any smoke wafting across me, or if I start to feel hot, you'll know that I'm in the middle of a blazing inferno, sorry about that, I don't know if you guys could hear that, there was like something like a fire alarm going off here, anyway, back to For the Love of Paul McGraw podcast, I'm still in exile here, outside of my podcasting boudoir, I have tried to get some Better audio setup, so um, hopefully, everybody can hear me. Give me a thumbs up if you can, give me a thumbs down if you can't. And if you give me a thumbs down and you can, you're really messing with my mind. But um, <laughs> wanted to pop on, um, I suppose, and kind of strike while the iron is hot, uh, and do a preview of Aston Villa versus Fulham, which for me is really going to be a definitive game as far as Aston Villa are concerned, uh, and getting into Europe. Paddy, am I being, I suppose, am I being over the top when I said that about this game against Fulham? Or do you think that it's just
1: another one, a long one of games that are going to define our season? It is one hundred percent the game that defines our season. It it it's important that we win this game. It's so important. If if we're going to push on and get into Europe, if if we lose tomorrow, if we lose on on Tuesday, I think that's the end of the road. I think, I think it kind of just bursts our bubble, but uh. I'm totally confident that we can we can turn things around and, and, and get the three points regardless of who's in goal. We'll just that that is for me the, the definitive thing here. Um I hope that Emmy is feeling a good bit better and hopefully that it's just a, a gastric thing that will pass in the space of twenty four hours and he can be back to full fitness. Remembering, of course, that he, he did actually start the game, so it can't have been mm. too bad. But yeah, you know, that's 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 my worry. I've got a bit of stick on Twitter over the last couple of days saying that I was looking for a scapegoat. I actually wasn't looking for a scapegoat. Scapegoating is not what I do. But if somebody doesn't exactly fill me with confidence, I will 100% say it, regardless of what people wanted to hear. Mm. And I felt that the minute that that ball went onto the pitch and we saw uh, Olsen there, we saw our defence retreat an extra 10, 15 yards, which... Ultimately, made me believe that they were worried about him. So that's the way it is. As a result, I'm very worried about him. Um, I think, I think, given the run of fixtures we have compared to others, I think we might be okay. But it all hinges on getting three points on Tuesday. I absolutely agree, and just want to go back on that
0: point that you made about the Olsen and the confidence thing. And we're going to probably draw a line under it then until we have to talk about it potentially in the team sheet tantrum um, on Tuesday. But I want to, I want to talk about one of the big things I said this in the current blue podcast, and I think I said it in our podcast as well. And, um, um, I probably said the Villa view podcast, which is on a 10 o'clock, which I'm doing after this. As well. <laughs> so it's been a, it's been, I'm like the podcasting concubine at the moment. Um, the motor podcasts, so uh, man, but, uh, it's uh, the one big thing. One of the huge things was that Emmy Martin is, is able to play that diagonal pass out into a full back. You know that one that they kind of it's it what I like to call it is I like call it a high pl- high press in the mid block buster because it goes out and when it goes right it goes brilliantly. It goes right out to the touch line, draws everybody across the field and it allows the other um full back to get forward, it allows our midfield to get set and it allows everyone there to do his thing to find space in the middle of the field. Robin Olsen can't do that. And it does limit them what Una Emery can do. So From from the point of view of I suppose scapegoating or whatever, or not scapegoating. I I don't even know how I got into the into the realm of using (laughs) that. But from the point of view of I suppose of pointing out that the confidence levels do drop. For me personally, that's one of the biggest ones. Is that like the feet aren't there, the passing isn't there, the range of passing isn't there, the ability to be able to beat that Mm. high press, low or mid block beater. Um, that 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 Martinez has very much. Devised is um, that's gone out of the arsenal. That's gone out of us. And what we're resulting what we're reduced to then is the, the the balls to the side of the side of the box, or the ball straight ball out to Dendonkers, or to the Douglas Louise it is world which you've been caught with previously. So for me, that downgrade is is, is huge. But and that's why we're, the reason we're talking about it, I suppose, is because the elephant in the room is that this Fulham game. We I I can't remember. We didn't have any other other injuries yesterday, did we? No, we didn't um or just, the, the, just other, the usual
1: ones that, that were the there beforehand
0: yeah yeah. yeah 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 and i think that's i think that's right um i think that i think we won't see anybody back for this game so i suppose the real main talking point is will we have our argentinian world cup winner in goals or not and if we do well then that lift that rises all boats i think that rises all boats. yeah Neil looks like he's rocking the 90s walkman i'll tell you it's better than putting in the the airpods and um while AirPods are absolutely fantastic through StreamYard, which we use, <laughs> uh, the audio quality gets very muffled, and it sounds like I'm talking on my phone, like I've rang into the to the show. So hopefully, yeah. this is a bit better. It's a bit clearer, and it's less kind of bass, bass um, heavy than, than the other ones. Uh, Spicy
1: Pricey says, "This is why I love you, Paddy. You're preferable cat amongst the pigeons." <laughs> I, I like. I genuinely not trying to be controversial. I I like. I think I may give it up if if people are not happy with me telling it like it is that that's exactly <laughs> how I feel. Um we're si- we're 6 minutes in Neil and I meant to do this at the start. Um people are a little bit deflated today. So if there's somebody out there that wants to go to the game on Tuesday that doesn't have a ticket send me a message. I want to go. And <laughs> we'll get we'll get you to the game. Obviously make sure you have a fan ID. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're available to go to the game but Usual sources send me a message on Instagram or Twitter at villapaddy or villapaddy 82 at gmail.com will get me too. But uh, there's an adult and a child there. If you want to bring a child with you, bring a child with you. But it, it's open to anybody that listens to the podcast. I won't be putting this on Twitter. So if you want to send me a message this evening, get it to me by a little people listen to it tomorrow boy three o'clock tomorrow. We'll pick one and someone will go to the game on Tuesday.
0: Good man, Paddy. Excellent and uh, they won't get to sit beside you, that's the only thing. Um, so it takes out. The, <laughs> uh, so that, that, could, that could be a unique selling point. I don't know. For, well, well, I don't know no,
1: nobody, point. nobody want to visit beside me at a game. My son doesn't <laughs> even like that at some stages.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's he's going to be eighteen next birthday, isn't he? So he's uh, he's he's definitely not that uh, in that. Are we, is he eighteen already? No, he's eighteen next birthday. Nearly, he's there. 30, nearly, nearly there. there. Nearly there. Nearly there. Nearly there. And that's brilliant, Paddy Thank you very much for that. And as I say, anybody get in contact with Paddy whether it be on Twitter um, or whatever. You know, get in contact with Paddy and he will uh, at Villa Paddy on Twitter if you're not following him there. And, uh, yeah, it's a great gesture, Paddy. And, you know, could be the difference between uh, somebody being the lucky charm and uh, and us getting into Europe. So so that's fantastic. Um, What was I going to say there? Oh, yes. So before we get into the realms of this game, let's take a little trip down memory lane for a moment to indulge us for a moment. Because... When you speak about, we spoke about Patty maybe being the, before, the cat among the pigeons a moment <laughs> ago. Um, we took, uh, oh sorry, the fire alarm is going off again, can anyone hear that? It's a dishwasher or something, isn't it, Neil? <laughs> it could be. I don't know what it is, but it's beeping. I don't know if you guys can hear it anyway. Rest assured, there's no smoke so far anyway. But we're going to take it It might actually be nice if there was a bit of smoke for this trip back through memory lane, because it'll look good on, on on the broadcast. So we're going to take a Smoke is never good, Neil.
1: Especially not indoors.
0: <laughs> yeah. As I say, it's like that Tommy Tiernan sketch. You could be sitting in a pub and a fire alarm could go off and you could be beside a fireworks factory and a, what was it? A cardboard factory, a fireworks factory and, and a a detention centre for juvenile delinquents, and nobody would move on the pub in Ireland until they finished their pints. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's a very niche joke that only Irish people would probably get. But um, we're going to take a little trip back there because let's think back to where this club was when Fulham beat us 3-0. Try, let's, let's do it for a couple of minutes, and um, we're going to give you a little taste of a couple of clips that myself and Paddy had from our post-match podcast about 30 minutes before we found out that stephen gerrard had been sacked so let's let's take in this raw raucous anger is all i'm going to describe it as it was anger after that game and i don't think oh, we're we're it. No it. For it. <laughs> so um i'm going to try and add, i'm going to add this one up here to the screen and hopefully this plays and hopefully you all can hear it A minute Were people able to hear that one. Um no, because I played the wrong one. That's why. This is not me giving out about Fulham. We're talking about statures of clubs and so on and so forth. 3-0 against Fulham in the championship was probably about plausible. It was probably you know somewhere we could we could probably make an excuse for. I cannot make an excuse for 3-0 against Fulham when we've got international after international after international in our team now. When we've gone away and we spent a bazillion euros on players. And, we, and and these players can play football. Like, these players can play football. And like mm-hmm. players will go on and say, the players aren't good enough. Lads, they're the players we have. We're not signing 11 players. We can surely get a manager that can make these 11 players some way semblance of a decent team. And we've had a guy in here for the bones of 40 matches who hasn't done it. A book stops at the top. And the top of the playing p- pyramid is Stephen Gerrard. And talk yeah. about Perslow's or Langers all you like. That is beside the point. If we sack Perslow in the morning, it doesn't change what happens on the field. Forget about it. I don't want to hear about that tonight. I don't want to hear Perslow oh, tonight. This is yeah. not me giving out about foot. So that's number one. That's the first one. And uh, yeah, if, if, if you guys could can think of my normally mild-mannered, uh, joking kind of uh, <laughs> uh, demeanor at the best of times. That pissed Neil. That's Neil. It's like like Pat, if Paddy had a crowbar and a semi-automatic machine gun, he wasn't getting a, a, a word in edgeways there. I was on a rant at that stage. But it's mad to think back as to where we were there. And, you know, it was just a case of like if I, I and I don't like to, to kind of I, I don't I, I'd like to think myself as a positive person. But that's that's wit's end, what you've seen there and i can assure you that a lot of other fans were were there and and thank god we aren't in that situation anymore paddy thank god we aren't in that situation
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was i was i was just a little bit worried there because somebody actually drew our attention to this on twitter the other day and that's how this has come about and we both listened to it back that afternoon <laughs> so yeah. i was kind of going which bit of it is he going to play? Here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have another one. There's there's another one that I no. that I want like to play as well in the moment. But we'll. Um, which one was that? Is this the one? No, nope, that's exactly the same one that I played there. Moment, but 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 Paddy, like I, I I think that, you know, at the time there was a lot of blame going around for a lot of people. There was blame going from the top all the way down, and I genuinely felt it at the time, and I'm going to toot my own horn. I felt at the time the players were good enough. I felt we needed a manager just to come in and basically make this team a team again because uh, Dean Smith was able to do it. Stephen Gerrard clearly wasn't able to do it. And we've gotten the right manager in to do it and look at the results that we're getting at the moment. And and, and look, this isn't about me going, hey, look, I told you so or anything like that to anybody. But it was the reality of the situation we were in at that time. And the club played a blinder. They played an absolute blinder with regards to... um, with regards to, to hiring Stephen Gerrard when they did, or, or to hiring um, Una Emery when they did and sacking Stephen Gerrard when they did. And, and they deserve an awful lot of credit for that.
1: 100% and and look, I suppose the, the, the main take out of this is the fact that you said there's good players in there. We we knew mm. there were good players. Um, there was one, uh, Lee Evans made a comment here what upsets me is how Jared played mind games of very decent players. The way he, t- he he treated Tyrone Mings, who had a lot of money in the bank with us at the time, really broke me and really changed me towards him. And, uh, you know, we're, ne- we're now at the situation we- where we are effectively, uh, uh, Moreno aside, are playing the exact same team and look at the results and look at what a good manager can do. So... We we took a we took a punt on the rookie manager. It didn't pay off. We're looking up now. We're we're just so happy. It actually makes me cringe looking at my face in that because. We were in a dark, dark place. The club mm. was in a dark, dark place back then. So, and you know what? I'm I'm a lot more positive about life in general while Villa are doing well. So it's great to be where we are now, despite the fact that we had a poor performance yesterday. And I, I think, as we said before the match, I was expecting a poor performance to come at some stage. I wasn't expecting it yesterday. I was expecting United to turn us over next week. But here we are. We're still we're still in with it, with a fighting chance of Europe, despite the fact of this start that we had where Emery took us over. Oh. it's absolutely incredible to be in the position we're in so uh, I, I'll, I'll just sit here and cringe now and wait for the next
0: clip yes <laughs> I, I think actually Patty, I was saying to you beforehand that I had five clips cut up from this podcast and I'll be honest with you there were five clips where we were bang on the money I think with a lot of things that we said but we weren't saying anything that was completely and utterly out of the blue you know we were saying things that every Villa fan was saying that's why we're looking back on this that's why we're showing it this is another one we had five clips I can only get two to play on this on this system for whatever reason. So, if you think that I've cut Paddy out of the conversation, I probably have, but I didn't mean to do it. Okay, I didn't mean to do it. So, this one here is called. That's players okay with me. Believe, players don't believe in what they're being asked to do. That's what this this clip is being called, is called. I'm not exonerating Stephen Gerrard in any way, but players quit tonight. Players quit in the second half tonight. Oh, I believe so they don't, because they don't believe in what they're being asked to do. Not because they're bad players, and not because they don't have heart. They don't believe in what they're being asked to do. I felt that I felt they gave a, they gave time to Steven Gerrard a, a, at times. I feel that they that there was signs, and I didn't want to say it after the after the Nottingham Forest game. I did not want to say it. Or, I felt that there was a bit of frustration or a bit of like, well I'm just gonna go through the motions here because this guy is doesn't have a clue. That's not exactly what I want to see either. But specifically this comes from the top down. This guy, this guy in the dugout was a fantastic leader for his country and for his club. And he can't band a group of men together because he's not like he comes across as somebody who just isn't interested anymore. Well he thinks he's bigger than the club. That's the way he comes across to me. I don't know. It's it's really 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 strange. I'm not ex- so that was the other one and uh, as I say that game against Fulham we can all look back at it and we're going to draw a line under that game now but as I said this the reason the sliding doors moment for Villa's season was Fulham it was it was Fulham uh that that Fulham away game, and that's why we're we're harping on this because the night and day situation that we're in and and once again I think that game was epitomized by the fact that you had players just like, put their hands in their pockets in, in the middle of the game. Not because they're bad players, not because they're bad attitude, not because they they don't have heart, not because they don't love the club, because they were kind of going, what are we supposed to do here, lad? You know, mm-hmm. like, you're playing a system that isn't working. And the definition of insanity, as we all know, Einstein never said is whatever he was yeah. supposed to have said. And it's, it's like, we are where we are now,
1: you know? And look, look, Neil, you, you've, you've played lots of sports. I've played lots of sports. We've all stood on a pitch and looked across at the idiot's Standing with the clipboard in his hand, and went, "What, what, what's going on here? What are we, are we, are we, are, are we a- anything here?" And and that's exactly how those players felt that night. It was just an absolute mess. And as you say, it, it was it was the Everest of of uh, and he fell off the cliff. You know, and half an hour after that game, while we were broadcasting that podcast. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he was being told, that's it, good luck, and had to yeah. sit on the bus all the way back to to Bodymore heat, which uh, yeah. which gave me a, a little bit of a chuckle the next day when I heard that because, you know what? I, I think he deserved it. I think he deserved to be around the people that he would messed about and pissed off. And, uh, yeah, look, he he's apparently at Knott's Forest at the moment. Did you hear that going no. on? He's apparently yeah. helping out at Knott's Forest, and, and Jurgen Klopp completely blanked him at the match yesterday because... Uh, Stephen Ger- Stephen Gerrard's son was mascot for Liverpool, but he had been on the Lots Forest training ground for the last few days. So mm. strange, one. So right? nice. Well, I can understand why he's with Forest because he worked with Steve Cooper,
0: and there goes whatever it is again. He worked with <laughs> Steve Cooper um for a period of time with the with the underage. So I I've no problem. Like obviously nobody should have any problem with him getting back into sport or whatever. And if he does something that keeps Forest up more power to him. Just Villa was not the fit for him, and I don't. And to be mm. honest with you, it's a case of okay, we made. We did what we did, and we had to get rid. Of it, essentially, that was that was the case. But moving on, I suppose, and it's the draw line under under that Fulham game because um, we've we've got about seven minutes left before I have to hop over to the Villa view. Um, <laughs> but uh, what, with this game, we uh, during the week, Paddy, I think, did you watch the Leeds Leeds Fulham game at the weekend? I didn't. No, no. I watched a good bit of it, and I found Fulham to be. Uh, I there was parts of that game where I thought that these two teams could play for. Two hundred and seventy minutes, and neither of the two of them would score. And then it finished up, I think, it was two one uh, to 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 Fulham. But Fulham are missing Mitrovic; they really are missing Mitrovic. But they've got a hell of a good midfield. Their midfield works really, really well, and and it, it's going to be a big test for us um, in that in that point from that point of view. But once again, we we can go wide. We've got a better striker in our team than Fulham do at this moment in time. And I still think, even though we conceded one goal to Brentford, and we brought our luck. I still think we're defending better than Fulham at the moment so it really is in our hands in a home game to hit them early and once again as we say if we get an early goal we should be able to see this game out.
1: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think I think we have enough to go and 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 boss this game regardless of who's in goal. Um I, th- I think I think we're in a really good place defensively. I, I, you know barring that 15-20 minute period where they, they seem to try and bombard down Moreno's side uh, as a result led to Moreno being taken off. Um, that's when we looked at our most vulnerable uh, yesterday. Um, I'm, I'm not by, by any means uh, counting any chickens for, for, for Tuesday. Uh, if if we lose, we lose. But as, as long as those players are going out knowing what they need to be doing and uh, like we we've spoken about this many times. There, there's a number of positions where we can't afford players to be out. Ollie Watkins mm. is one. We we need one of those defensive midfielders. We need Douglas Luiz, or we need Bubacar Camaro, or both to be fit. We need our two centre halves to be fit, and we need Emmy Martinez. Emi Martinez is vital to us. Class. I think a lot a lot hinges on that. Which which is exactly how I'm feeling about the game. I think when when we get news, uh, whatever. Twenty-five to seven on Tuesday of of who's playing in goal. I think I think I, there, there there could be a collective sigh of relief in the West Midlands that would uh, knock the, the darkest of clouds away from Villa Park on Tuesday night, and and that is it, it's vital it's vital to our season because the the season could be no don't get me wrong. I, I was going to say something there and I'm backtracking now, but this it could define our season, these two games. Mm -hmm. If we can, if we, if we sit here on, on Tuesday night and do a post-match and we've only got one point from these three games, Europe is effectively gone. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because we're in a much better place. And I'm fully confident that with a couple more players, we'll be in Europe for many years to come, providing we can hang on to this manager and allow him to build on what he's, what he's, Mm -hmm. uh, what he's, you know, what, what his MO is in getting these teams over the line. But like, I, I, Ian Salisbury says, are people actually angry? Did, no, do people no, think we were going to? Sm-? No, I, I, that, that, I don't. I don't think. I hope I haven't given off that impression. I'm definitely not angry <laughs> after yesterday, and no, I hope really? if someone watches back the the, the no. post match, it you know, I I I think collectively we're all happy that we come out of that with a point, given everything that went on, given the lack of a performance in the first half. I don't envisage that Unai will allow. The players we have have a first half like we did on Saturday. So it could be the catalyst for the next six, seven games, whatever's left. That mm-hmm. uh, e- Every time they go to the well, it's please let that let this not be our first 45 minutes at Brentford. We need to be more at the races. Everybody needs to be more at the races. And we did give great credit to Thomas Frank and his team for how they set up against us to nullify us and did a great job and Fulham could do the exact same thing on Tuesday night. We've just got to be prepared for it.
0: And they're very much good because, uh, as I say, that the uh, the man himself, um, oh God, I can't, I can't remember his name, Marco Silva, has done a fantastic job there as well. You know, so um, they were relegation fodder. Like, every, anybody can sit here and say that they were relegation fodder, potential relegation fodder anyway, at the start to the season and they've had an absolutely marvellous season. They obviously they're going to stay in the premier league they could get european football they're probably the outsiders for it well they're definitely the outsiders for it in the top top 9 9 at the moment top 10 um but uh, like us they go on a, a five match winning winning spree they potentially could sneak into seventh place as well i'd be unlikely unlikely as it is but it still could happen um but they're not in the beach i watched them against leeds i thought maybe first half they were and they came up and they... Like they've got players there to the play for pride, the likes of over Reed, the likes of uh, Andres Pereira, and uh, Polina in middle midfield doesn't allow anybody's levels to slump. He's a real good leader, yeah. he tackles like good a machine leader. in there. And Tim Reed at the back, uh, Tim Reem, sorry, at the back yeah. is a good player too. So don't yeah. forget, they've got a good goalkeeper in Bert Leno as well, who got a really <laughs> short, sharp, sharp shift at, at, at Arsenal. So, it's going to be a tough game. Um, I'm not going to give my my prediction on it yet because once again we'll see what the team is and we will be back with a team sheet. tantrum at 25 to seven, um, on uh, on on Tuesday, uh, and we should know more then. And I would imagine p- potential changes might be we might see Luca Dean in for the Alex Moreno. Who knows? Um, we might see a change in the back with, with um, Ashley Young being taken out of firing line.
1: Yeah, that, that's it's an interesting one to keep an we eye go. on. We could see Callum Chambers in there for sure, but as I said, the, regardless of every other change we make over the pitch, our, our spine needs to be the same, and the most important thing is that backbone right at the end, just just above the arse of our team, and that's Selly Emi Martinez, yeah. and I think that is the be-all and end-all. If, if Emmy Martinez is, is 80% fit, he has to start on yeah. Tuesday.
0: I think so too absolutely.
1: Well that's going to do it for today lads and I know unless
0: should I say I know everybody uh, here uh, w- we spoke about uh, a bit about Martinez at the start and we went into looking back through uh, memory down memory lane uh, back to this game last year last uh, earlier on in the in the season as a sliding doors moment and um yeah I hope you've enjoyed it tonight. We'll be back with a team sheet tantrum on Tuesday at 6:35 um we call it Irish time, British time, whatever. And uh we will see you then we'll be back with a post match as as well. Um oh brilliant exactly take it as you may but seemingly Louise has confirmed on Twitch that Martin, this is a good go for Tuesday. Love to hear it. Absolutely if that is the case you'll see us singing all the way on, on the <laughs> team sheet tantrum. Yeah. Um I am going jumping on with Dan Bardell and the Villa View now if anybody still wants a uh, a villa, uh, your villa fix for the next half hour. You can you can drop over there to the villa view, but you guys are all going to be over there anyway. Um, so we will be chatting more about the Brentford game on that. But thank you very much, Paddy. Thank you much, everybody, for watching tonight. I hope you all stay safe and you stay healthy. And until next time, all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa.
1: Podcast Network.